Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. This is Vicki filling in for Doug with the episode credits for Season 4, Episode 9, The Ones That You Love. Guest cast, Amy Acker as Tracy, Brent Spiner, Jerry Ryan, and Tyler Hines return as Brother Adrian, Amanda Latimer, and Joshua Donovan, respectively. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson, written by Nell Scovell, John Paul Nickel, and Michael Jones Morales. Directed by Howie Deitch. Original air date, September 24, 2012. You can't kill me. You need me alive. True. But I can kill your friends. No, they haven't done anything. This is between us! And now, the episode quick cap. Season 4, Episode 8, The Ones That You Love. Claudia discovers that three more artifacts have been shipped on the account that she's been tracking. One to Amanda, Pete's ex-wife, one to Tracy, Micah's pregnant sister, and the last to Joshua, Claudia's brother who's in California on a classified project. Pete is almost killed when the artifact affecting Amanda, Ignacy Haranowicki's tattoo box, transfers to him. With Micah's help, he is able to transfer the tattoo back to the box. Micah is also almost killed with Drano Lace Tea by her sister when the artifact sent to her, Mehmed's silken cord activates when she hugs Micah. With Pete's help, they cut the cord and cure Tracy. Claudia finds Joshua encased in amber, holding Pliny the Elder Scroll. She is able to free him by heating up the amber and shattering it with cold. Mrs. Frederick and Steve find the library of the Brotherhood abandoned, and it looks as if they left in a hurry. After Steve gets taken in by the painting, Mrs. Frederick is able to release him and all of the members of the Brotherhood. The last one to come out of the painting is Brother Adrian, who claims to have never met Artie. Claudia discovers that Artie lied about not knowing Josh was in California, while Lena reports Artie yelling at no one in the warehouse. Mrs. Frederick warns her of Artie's psychotic break and tells her to leave the warehouse, but she does not follow directions, and thinking she can help her friend, turns back to help him as he's figuring out that he was really behind everything. Lena becomes frightened when she looks into his eyes and asks, Who are you? Pete and Micah, rushing back to the warehouse, try to call Lena, but she's already dead. It's gone now. Are you hurt? Should we call Dr. Vanessa? No, no. No, I don't want her anywhere near this place. Not after what he said to me. Wait, wait what, what did he say? He said that he would punish all of you. And then he said this time we wouldn't be able to stop him. And we're back with Season 4, Episode 9, The Ones You Love. Artifacts of the Week from Warehouse Wiki, Ignacy Hiranuwiki's, and that's the closest I'm going to get to pronouncing that, tattoo box. A box crafted from leather which holds the artifact. A Kotick tattoo featuring a cat's head motif. The leather is theorized to be the skin of Ignacy Hiranuwiki. <laughs> I don't know if that's any clue. The tattoo is capable of moving across the host's skin to avoid being manipulated or removed by force and can transfer to others through direct skin contact. Over time, the tattoo causes heat and radiation buildup, leading to a large and violent explosion. Plenty the Elder Stroll, Plenty the Elder, was a Roman author, naturalist, and philosopher, as well as a naval and army commander of the early Roman Empire. Plenty theorized that amber was once in a liquid state before it was in a solid state, and he came to this conclusion from studying insects that had been encased in amber. Handling the scroll 
resulted in instantaneous encasement in solid amber. And then Mehmed's silken cord. Mehmed III, I think it was supposed to be, was Sultan of the Ottoman Empire from 1595 until his death. Mehmed III remains notorious even in Ottoman history for having 19 of his brothers and half-brothers executed to secure power. The holder develops a desire to murder their siblings and eventually causes a lethal fever. The artifact is activated through contact with the victim's sibling, and cutting the cord is the only way to reverse the effects. Okay, those were hard. So you're going to have to bear with me because my head is all over the place with this episode. I mean, I loved the episode. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But I'm like trying to figure out what I actually think I remember and what I don't remember and why. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So first, I know I said at some point that I did remember where Lena's story went. Okay. And I did remember that Artie was the one who killed her, although I didn't say that. Okay. But I didn't remember why. So after we recorded last week and talked about how they thought Brother Adrian might be the evil, then I thought maybe Artie himself was the evil. Okay. And he kills Lena because being as paranoid as he was, he thought she betrayed him by telling Mrs. Frederick where the astrolabe was hidden. And then I started also thinking maybe he killed her because he thought she was Brother Adrian using a thimble. Okay, yep, all right. Neither of those theories seem to be right. Well, in a way, he was still kind of paranoid anyways to that point. So I can see the, him being paranoid and he killed her because he's not sure what else she might do. Again, nobody listened. Mrs. Frederick told her to leave right now. And, of course, she didn't listen. And, boom, she's dead now. And you could see how upset she was by the whole thing with Artie screaming at people that weren't there. And, you know, she was getting really upset. And I think she just felt like she wanted to go back and help her friend. At the end, before he killed her, she made him look her in the eyes. Mm -hmm. And she said, who are you? Like, she was afraid. So did he transform into somebody else? Or is he just so mad or paranoid that she can't read his aura? Well, when she said, who are you? Artie kind of battling himself. So is she saying, because at one point you don't even know yourself anymore. Maybe that's where she came up with, you know, who are you? Because he's talking to no one. He's actually battling himself, his subconscious. Right. And that was a really good scene. He did a really good job when he was starting to figure out everything he did. Right. Because at one point I got confused too. But then, after all of that confusion and him figuring it out stopped, he all of a sudden straightened up like something hit him, and his whole facial expression changed. And when he went to her, and she said, look at me, and then she got looked really frightened when he looked at her, and she said, who are you? So I'm, I'm wondering if something or someone has taken him over. It's the evil. It's the evil. Like, even biblical times, They talked about being possessed by the evil one. There's an evil spirit. She could have been asking the evil spirit. People with different personalities. Which one am I talking to? Who are you? That person may tell them, may tell them who they are. Sometimes they just don't. Can we take that to mean that there's no more Artie left in Artie? Uh, I'm not going to say that. Artie's still in there. But Artie's just fighting with itself right about now. 
So Artie, I believe, is still in there. It's just the, the other side already surfaced. Okay. And it's just like, you know, like civil, certain people surface when they come onto certain different pressures or certain circumstances. So I'm feeling that Artie is in there. I don't believe Artie left because there's always hope. Artie has not left. He's just been condensed. And right now, the evil Artie is present. And she's like, who are you? You know, like, in a way, what spirit or what personality are you? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I kept saying, like, in a couple episodes that I thought there was something weird about the vision he was having about Mm -hmm. Claudia. And last week, they led us to believe that Brother Adrian planted the vision in his head, although we find out in this episode that Artie never met Brother Adrian. But I started to think, before this episode, that we would eventually see this vision come to fruition, except that we would find out that Artie was just misinterpreting it. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't seeing all of it. Like Artie was really being attacked by someone and Claudia was not trying to stab him, but whoever or whatever was attacking him. But I guess not, unless there's more about the dagger in the next episode. And if there is, I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but that's kind of what I was thinking. And it's weird because last week we both had the same picture in our head about the metronome mm-hmm. and Steve's mother. So why is it both of us remember that the same way? It's weird to me. Yeah. Now that when you're saying that, and he sees Claudia with the dagger, now I'm thinking, is it him who's going to kill him with the dagger? Is he going to kill himself with the dagger? Maybe. Because that's like, and he's seeing Brother Adrian, who really technically wasn't there. Yeah. Maybe he's seeing Claudia, who technically isn't there, and he stabs himself with the dagger. That could be too, but the way they show this clip... They never actually show Claudia stabbing him. They show him being afraid of something that we don't see. And then they show Claudia coming at something that we don't see. Yeah, that's true, too. So, But then uh, I would think maybe we would have found that out in this episode. So I might be just remembering something really like I remembered last week with the metronome, which was wrong. And you remembered it the same way, So, which is weird. Right. <laughs> right? So I don't know. Okay, so Brother Adrian says he never met already. So we know that Artie's been imagining him all this time. And when Mrs. Frederick and Steve go to Italy and go down in the elevator with whoever it was, that the priest that brought him down there, the priest says, I don't know what happened to that dial in the elevator. And the dial is the Allidade that they went there to get originally to make, mm-hmm. the, to make the astrolabe work. I must ask what happened to the needle on the elevator dial. Right. So I was starting to think that Artie was never there at all, but the dial's missing. So was Artie actually there in Italy? Well, yeah, he has to be because I believe he's the one that put the uh, picture frame there. I did too. But then I think somewhere along the line, Mrs. Frederick said, before they figured out Brother Adrian was also trapped in the picture frame, she said Brother Adrian sent it to them. So Artie could have sent that picture frame. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, well, he had to be the one to lock him in. And he could have been the one to lock him in. But he could have just sent the frame like he sent all the other artifacts. That's true. But while the dial missing, how did he get the dial? That's what I mean. First, I was figuring, oh, well, he wasn't even there. He just imagined even being there. But then the guy said the dial was missing. So I'm really confused about that part, and I hope they straighten it out. The astral plane, didn't it come from Italy? I meant to go back to look where the astrolabe came from. I think they had the astrolabe already, but they needed that dial. And that's why they went to Italy. They find the astrolabe in France and then have to go to Rome for the 
Alidade. The Alidade. They needed the dial to make the astrolabe work. So then that means he wasn't in Italy, right? I'm kind of confused now. Two the, old ladies that can't remember. Go ahead. Right. Well, <laughs> it's not even that. It's not even anything to remember. I'm trying to figure out if the priest saying, I got to figure out what happened to that dial, could mean just something throwing us in the wrong direction. Like maybe the dial just broke or something. But the dial needs to work. It needs to work for Artie to do what he did to turn back time. But I'm wondering if the dial was anything other than just a stupid thing in the elevator. Do you know what I'm saying? You're going to hide something almost in plain sight, but somebody doesn't even notice it. Right, right, right. See, I'm not explaining it the way I'm thinking it. I'm wondering if that dial was not really part of the astrolabe. It was just a dial in the elevator. And it really wasn't an artifact to help the astrolabe work. You know, I don't know. Because when the priest said um, that dial, we got to find out what happened to that dial. I went back and you know how much I hate to go back and watch episodes. I went back to make sure it was the same dial that Artie and Pete saw in the elevator. And it was, which was, like I said, confusing to me because I thought I originally thought maybe Artie had never even been there. And then mm-hmm. when they said that they all were trapped in the picture, I was like, well, maybe he was there and trapped him in the picture. But then he could have sent the frame, like I said. So I'm really confused about all this. I'm confused about whether he just made up the whole thing in his head about having to get the Alidade. We apologize for the sound quality of this little clip. I feel like I have to jump in because I know I'm not being clear about what I'm thinking and I don't know if I can make it clear. And I wouldn't have thought one thing of any of this, the dial or any of it, except that the priest mentioned it. And because the priest mentioned it and because the show always tries to throw us off by mentioning things that you think are relevant and then they're not... I started wondering if that dial had just been missing for years and if it's just a regular elevator dial. So then that led me to think about the fact that if Artie was imagining Brother Adrian and Brother Adrian really wasn't there, then who did Pete kill in the elevator? If Brother Adrian wasn't there and Pete supposedly killed somebody who wasn't there, was Pete even there? Was already even there. Never response yet for that one. But does it make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, okay. That, that's what I was trying to say, and I, I knew I wasn't explaining it right. Okay. Oh, I'm really happy to give that one some thought. Yeah, well, we could talk about it next week. I just wanted to put a little piece in because yeah. it sounded like I wasn't explaining it right. Right. All right. Yeah, you know what? I got to look at that episode, the one where Pete, Pete killed the man yeah, because he stabbed Pete. Pete died, and Brother Adrian lived long enough to tell Artie about the evil. Right. But Brother Adrian's in the um, picture. Right. Right. So was Pete even there, or was Artie even there? Whoa. Hey. And see, that priest, that's what got me started, because the priest said something about the dial, and, and I was uh-huh. like, I think they're conning us again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to go back. I, I don't really erase my messages, so I'm going to have to keep that one and keep on looking at that and how to go back because you're absolutely right. And so we can talk about it more if you come up with other ideas later, but I just wanted to put this little piece in while um, I was editing this one. 
Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, we can talk about it next time. Yeah. Yeah. Give me something to really think about. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, we'll see. I know. I, I can't. Like I said, I keep going back and forth. Was he there? Was he not there? Did he take that? Did he not take it? So I don't know. But anyway, let's move on with the episode. Uh, Claudia finds out that three packages went out. Three more packages. One went to Amanda. One went to Micah's sister, Tracy. And the third went to Joshua. Bad news. When Brother Adrian sent out Alice's mirror, I grabbed the shipping account number. It traced to a bogus address, obviously, but I set up a system to notify me if it got used again. We just got another hit. No, wait. Two. Where the packages were sent. Yuma, Arizona, and Colorado Springs, Colorado. Amanda. Tracy. Your pregnant sister? Yeah. Oh, look, there's a third hit. Menlo Park, California. Menlo Park? Who do we know? We don't know anyone in Menlo Park. I do, but I'm not supposed to talk about it. Claude, we need to know who's in danger. Joshua. Your brother is in Menlo Park. He's working on a classified project. So your brother, your sister, and my ex-wife. And that's how he's punishing you all. He's going after the ones you love. And this is my fault. We're going to pause right here for a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, it is very likely you're also a fan of Eureka. And if you aren't, you should be. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So I have to mention that Micah's sister is played, played by Amy Acker, who played Winifred Burkle on Angel, which is DC's favorite character on Angel. We're going to add her to our tally of Angel Buffy alumni to appear in Warehouse 13. Okay. <laughs> I know you're just not interested in Angel or Buffy at all. And then I just want to mention that this week Micah has spray. Oh, yeah. You know, okay, now. Micah has this big can of spray. Not like it's a little can. I mean, a little bottle. It's a big bottle. And it's a spray, not a pump. And I'm going, okay. So she sprays the white outfit. And it starts turning purple. And she's trying to clean it up. Okay. Now, we're going to jump to Pete comes into the house. And they go, well, it's not. Could it be what it came? It could be what it's wrapped in. All right. So they dump the garbage. And they're going through it. And I'm like... Michael, why didn't you just get your spray and just spray the garbage? Exactly. Really, writers? Really? <laughs> you brought in the big spray. Why didn't they just use it? Exactly. Wow, really? You couldn't use the spray? Look for something that's that's old-timey or, or out of place. Another moment I'm going, really? And I'm yelling at the TV this morning. Yelling at the TV. Pete, just lay down. Just lay down and lay on it. Well, he eventually did. Okay, so remember way back in this first or second episode, I thought Micah's hair looked really different? Yes. That was back when I thought they were in an alternate timeline or something? Yes. And I thought her hair, because it was so different, was kind of a hint that something was wrong. And then her sister mentions her changing her hair back and forth here, too. Yes, she does. So I'm completely not giving up on that theory. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
So when Claudia goes to rescue Joshua, he tells her that Artie was the one who sent him to California. Claudia immediately calls Mrs. Frederick, or not Mrs. Frederick, Pete and Micah, to say that Artie lied to her when he said he didn't know Joshua was there. But I found it odd that she went right to Artie lying at this point of the show. I would have thought she would have first thought that it was Brother Adrian using the thimble to act like Artie. That's what I thought at first, too. Yeah, and she went directly to Artie lied. It was kind of weird that she made that jump because they were still all thinking that Brother Adrian had the thimble and he could be anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And even when Joshua said to her, it didn't even sound like Artie. So I'm thinking that Claudia would have thought that Brother Adrian had the thimble and he was the one who sent him to California. But he didn't physically see Artie. Right. But the tone in his voice, like you said, as far as what Lena said, who are you? He could use the thimble to imitate Artie's voice, although Joshua said it didn't sound like him. He was more abrupt. So I would have thought, Claudia would have thought maybe that was Brother Adrian. Or maybe it was Brother Adrian in the warehouse when he said he didn't know Joshua was there. Saying that, at one particular point, when you could be in one of those states that Artie um, didn't remember that he sent Claudia's brother... To wherever he was at. Oh, absolutely. Yes. But what I'm saying is, Claudia didn't know there was a problem with Artie at this point. They knew Brother Adrian had the thimble. I'm wondering why Claudia made the leap to Artie lied instead of thinking Brother Adrian was behind it. Because sometimes when he says certain things, Claudia gives him a certain look. Because sometimes she's not really believing everything or she wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I want to say she was giving Artie the benefit of the doubt until her brother said that. That's what I'm believing. Yeah. Because Claudia always wants to think that he is never, ever going to do wrong. Exactly. Which is why I was confused why she immediately jumped to the fact that Artie lied instead of thinking that it was Brother Adrian. But sometimes when Artie says, especially when this stuff was coming up and he was lying and wasn't telling the whole truth. Claudia has certain looks that she really didn't believe him, but she's given him the benefit of the doubt. And I think that when her brother said that, he confirmed something's not right. That's what I'm thinking. I was just kind of surprised that that's where she went first. Because like you said, she gives him the benefit of the doubt and they know brother Adrian has the thimble and he could be anybody. So it was just weird to me that she went there first. She's been giving him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up until that point, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't. It was just like immediately she said Artie lied. Mm-hmm. So I guess Amanda must be Pete's one by default. Oh, uh, yes. Because yeah. she kind of has to know what's going on after the stuff that happened at her wedding. And she doesn't think anything of it when he shows up to help her. Right. So I guess, you know, if he ever gets married or anything, he can't have another one. No, I don't think so. I feel awful, so I'm assuming that you're showing up here is not a coincidence? Probably not. (laughs) Look, I'm sorry, Amanda, but it looks like we're dealing with a little bit more of the old, you know, boogity boogity. Great. Ari leaves Pete and Micah hanging. They they, they should have figured something was wrong at this point because he left them hanging every time they called in. And Pete was almost dead, you know, and he was so distracted with chasing brother adrian around which i get you know somebody's in the warehouse but still pete was dying Mm -hmm. and he just left both of them hanging every time they called in 
Right, yeah. So I think somebody should have figured out something was wrong. Back in Italy, Steve gets trapped in the photo of the Brotherhood. And um, Mrs. Frederick, after changing to some kind of dark glasses, and I looked those up and they didn't, nobody said anything about it. I don't know what they do. But it releases Steve and all the other brothers, including Brother Adrian. I don't know why I remember the picture. I don't remember nothing else about the episode but the picture. I remembered that too, and I remembered that Steve got caught in it, but I thought he was caught in it for a longer time or something. But yeah, me too. I did pay attention the second time I watched to be sure Brother Adrian was actually in the picture the first time. If you're paying attention and looking for him, he's way behind. Like It's almost like he's sitting down behind the rest of them, and all you can see is the top of his head, but you could see enough of his head to know it's him. Oh, okay. Because okay. I wanted to make sure that this wasn't all just a ploy. Yeah, and that okay. he was actually in the picture. And the second time I watched it, I did see him in the back. Random, random, random. And now for some random thoughts, facts, or things that we just thought were funny. Or things that we just wanted to mention that don't really need to be discussed, but deserve a mention. Funny moments first. Permission to save my brother? How did you get this in here? No one touches my puss. You're always much more the break it kind of guy. I know, right? I mean, who'd have thought my life would get weirder after I quit drinking? Joshua is frozen in some kind of weird amber-like substance. What do you think it is? Amber. Oh my god, I think my sister tried to poison me. Wow, you said your family was competitive, but geez. Is she okay? Well, she's super hot. Yes, Pete, I've met her, but if you could just set that aside for a moment. Amanda? I know there have been plenty of times wanted to stick a knife in me. This is your chance. I am a trained secret service agent. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, I completed the insanity workout! For explosive mitigation and radiation shielding for 2,000 pounds of TNT equivalent. Well, I'm 180. Yeah. All right, well, a few more on my fat days. Tell them to name something after me, not a mole. Who's Joel? Joel the mole? That's what we call that thing on your face. That was, that was a beauty mark. Beauty marks? Don't have hair! She had a big name for my mole. And I just told you I had a mole. Leather, leather, skin! Right, maybe even the skin from the suicide bomber. Sometimes this job can be so gross! Do not recoil, Earthling, I come in peace. Are you hurt? Well, not physically, but, but next Thanksgiving might be a little problematic. So, just some random notes. The ribbon hat. Oh, <laughs> I write in every single wedding or baby shower card, don't let them make you wear the ribbon hat. (laughs) I hate showers. I hate them. Baby or wedding, I hate them. And just to make it worse, they have to put a stupid bow hat on your head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike. What's this? Uh, that, that is a... Uh, ribbon hat is a dumbass tradition in, in baby showers. Yeah, well, nothing says artifact like dumbass tradition. So then I was wondering about when they had to cut the cord. I'm, I'm thinking, is that the first time they've had to do something other than bag it? But then I thought about Matahari stockings. They had to run them, remember? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Michael looked through a million things before Pete got there. Mm-hmm. And then they're looking through all the wrapping paper and they find the cord, they bag it, it doesn't work. So how do they know it's the cord? How do they know it wasn't one of the other million things they looked at that they had to do something with? I thought they said, look for something out a little out of place. I guess, yeah. And the cord was a little bit out of place. And at one point, even with a sibling on the child, you cut the cord. 
So that's the only thing I got of it. When you say cut the cord, usually they say it's between like a mother and a child. But sometimes it can be, you know, even with siblings who are, you know, somewhere attached to something, just, you know, it's like cut the cord. Right. Yeah, I get it. It's just that, you know, they could have bagged a hundred things that didn't spark. You know, he could have sent them some kind of baby artifact that wouldn't have looked out of place. How do they know? It just didn't make sense to me that they stuck with that, even though they bagged it. And it was just so oddly out of place. Though. I guess, That yeah. one was seriously out of place. I guess. Because that was a really old, odd-looking cord. It, had, it didn't even match anything, anything from the wrapper paper to the bowls. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so it's a cord, right? So what else do you do with a cord? I don't know. You unravel a cord. You, you, you rip a cord. You, you... Cut the cord. Let's cut it. Okay. I want to go back to Lena for a minute. Now, when they're in the warehouse, Artie has the gun. And he's like, you know, and she's like, you know, kind of like, why you got the gun? But he's like, I'm going to kill him. Even then, basically, Lena, she she knows the aura. And I'm surprised she didn't pick up on that. She knows there's something wrong with Artie. She knows it. And then why would you stay when she said he, and plus, he, you see him, he has the gun. You see him in the beginning with the gun. When you're in the warehouse with him, you see him with the gun now. And he's shooting at nothing. And you still remain the state. You stay? Yeah. Mrs. Frederick told you to go. Yeah, no, I get it, too. She should have left. And she was on her way. And she looked like she wanted to help her friend. She thought she could help him. Sometimes you got to help a friend by walking away and figure it out afterwards when you stay. Right, right. It was a good episode. I did enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. Because I like P-Sex's wife. So I always liked her. Michael's sister, eh, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how um, Claudia's uh, brother had to burn on his hand. She knew it was going to hurt, and it still hurt. But it was good to see that she did something, that the scars still remain, the pain still remained. It was good to see that there was uh, consequences for what she did, and, you know, he's hurt by it. Yeah. Okay, uh... I realize this may be a brute force solution to a delicate problem, but I don't see a lot of other choices here, Josh. So I'm banking on two things. One, that the internet's right about Amber. And two, that you won't feel this. Other than that, I'm done. It was really good. I can't wait to watch next week. I hope they explain everything next week and we don't have to wait. Okay, let's hope so. Once again, we apologize for the audio quality of this little insert clip. Okay, so when I was editing the piece that we just recorded for the little clip, Mm -hmm. I said in the clip that Brother Adrian died, because remember, he died. Right. And he's alive now, and we didn't think of anything of him being alive, because Artie went reversed time back a day. Okay. Okay? So... If Pete and Artie were in the elevator and took the elevator dial and then Artie reversed the day, that elevator dial would still be in the elevator. You're right. It would be. I didn't know if I was crazy here. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It would be. All right. So I don't think they were there at all. Okay. Yeah, they would be. Yeah, you're right. Because he went back. Okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah, it yeah. does. It makes a lot of sense now. All right. Now, hopefully we're right. <laughs> all right. Sorry to bother you again. <laughs> Oh, no worries. Anytime, anytime. Bye. Bye-bye. And so the priest talking about the dial in the elevator was relevant after all, but not in the way I thought. Or maybe not at all. Who knows? This is a good time for a flashback flashback to a previous episode. episode. Everybody's screaming at us right now for not knowing what the hell is going on. 
<laughs> just, just pretend we never saw this before. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I understand, folks. I understand. Mm-hmm. And now, back and now, to the present. Now. All right, so then we'll see you next week. All right, see you next okay. week. Okay. Nina, I want you to leave the warehouse. Go. Go now. <sighs> hey, what is it? A vibe. I just got hit with a big one. Not since my dad. Call the warehouse. What? Mike's called the warehouse. Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th warehouse. On Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. On Instagram at Eureka underscore warehouse. On our website at the 13th warehouse.com or on Podbean. Theme music for the 13th Warehouse, Reflections in the Mirror, provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th Warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.